This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we got an hour to play here today. Ruben DeBounce here, Al Borghetti, reuse. And uh, here's what we got coming up. We got a hot seat in a few minutes, Al. Who's on a hot seat today? And uh, Jeff Lurie was so alarmed by a comment made by Jerry Jones <laughs> that he sought advice from Jimmy Johnson. Wow. And Jimmy Johnson told Jeff Lurie that Jerry Jones is a moron. Mm -hmm. You'll hear that story (laughs) later in the hour. But I got to tell you something. If if you've ever been in the media and and had to cover the Super Bowl, you know it's very, almost impossible to get any real stories. And yet Marcus Hayes went out to Phoenix, Al, and got, to my thinking, the best story so far, the story of what happened after Howie Roseman drafted Jalen Hurts. He is on the line with us from Arizona. Hi, Marcus. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Marcus, I don't know how you did this, but this was a good story you you got. So when Howie Roseman drafted Jalen Hurts, that, in effect, ended Wentz's time here. Can we now say that based on what Howie told you? You know, it was a pretty startling revelation and a, a pretty severe admission of misevaluation of Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz couldn't handle it, and Howie Roseman is admitting that now. He said, uh, the thing is, he basically said, uh, I'm going to read the exact quote, uh, Howie told Marcus, the league is a competitive league. If you're worried, if you have players that are worried about competition, look, you have to be really good to start in this league. If you're worried that we're bringing in depth and talent, you're probably not the right guy for at that position. So they didn't know this, though, right, Marcus? When they brought him in, there was no sense that Wentz would react the way he did to Hurts, correct? Absolutely not. And the, 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 how he used the Cam Jurgens draft and the draft of Jordan Davis to back up Jason Kelsey and uh, Fletcher Cox, respectively, as examples. And those are imperfect examples because those are older players who understand that at some point they're going to get replaced, but they're also players on expiring contracts. Now, you have a much greater reason to be offended by their lack of faith in you because of whatever if you're on an expiring contract. Carson not only had just signed a contract extension, he was a year from it going into effect. So he hadn't even played under his new contract. There was no reason for them to worry, you know, unless it's you know Carson. There was really no reason for them to be concerned about drafting a second-round, four-year backup whose contract meshed with Wentz's and who they said on draft night, Carson Wentz is our guy. There is no competition. This guy is a long-term project quarterback who we're going to use as a gadget guy here and there. 
but this is just a, a, a cost-effective method for us to back up a position that they had spent $9 million on each year from 2017 to 2019 between Nick Foles and Chase Daniel. This, so this was not – it was bizarre that Carson was offended the way that, like, Aaron Rodgers was offended. You know what I mean? This is what's fascinating to me. So Wentz in 17 plays like the MVP in the entire league. And literally two years later, he's insecure when they bring another guy onto the team. So even when he was playing great, he was insecure. Is that a safe assumption? I think he was less insecure when it was Josh McCown behind him at the age of 40 <laughs> yeah. with the hamstrings that would tear with the, with the blowing of the wind, you know? I know, but the, the, here's the thing, Marcus. Um, so Hertz comes onto the team. We lost you there for a minute. Hertz comes onto oh, the sorry. Hertz comes onto the team, Marcus, and mm-hmm. and Wentz sees right away that he's a rival, that he's a threat. Yeah, it was bizarre because there was really there's really no reason to be offended or threatened. It's not like they they drafted you know Jordan Love. Or somebody like that, like you know, up in up in the up in uh, Green Bay, and the, I guess the indicator should have been they replaced Nick Foles with a totally non-threatening Josh McCown, who's horrible, right? Yeah. So maybe that maybe if, maybe they knew that he was kind of insecure, but I got to tell you, when Jalen Hurts was drafted, people were astound- astounded that he didn't go in the third round. Yep. So yeah. you know. It's, it was just – I don't know that it's his fault. I don't know if it's Howie's fault or anybody else's fault in the organization that they misevaluated Carson Wentz's psyche to that degree. And maybe maybe even Carson Wentz didn't know it, you know? Maybe, maybe Carson Wentz didn't realize that he was that fragile. Well, here's when he realized it. I'm quoting Mr. Al Morgani, a man you respect tremendously, Marcus. Mm-hmm. When he saw that the players on the team – wanted to play more with the backup than with him when he saw that there was a better leader, Jalen Hurts, than he was. Isn't that how it really played out? Well, you know, I, I've seen parking attendants who are better leaders than Carson Wentz. I mean, <laughs> I mean we think about that. The, 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 the storyline with Carson Wentz going into the 2020 season is that twice teammates had complained about Carson Wentz being a poor, exclusionary, uh, aloof leader. You know, he was like the Chip Kelly of the quarterbacks. He didn't want to be bothered with you if you weren't in his Christian circle. He... We're losing him again. On Jeffrey. Yep. You blipped you on losing? us a little bit yeah. there, Marcus, but we got the gist of what you were saying, that he, uh, he didn't really respond well to any sort of a threat. Here's what I'm yeah. trying to... Uh, let's apply this to what we're seeing from Hurts. I'm going to tell you, Marcus, I'm listening to stuff he's saying at the Super Bowl. It seems more reflective, more open than I even saw in the two years he's been the Eagles coach. He seems like a great interview. He seems to be responding to the moment. What are you seeing? He's very comfortable here, and I understand why he was maybe less comfortable the first couple of years in Philadelphia coming off being benched at the national championship game, playing for a guy like Lou Saban who believes that everybody who's not in his quarterback room or meeting room is the enemy, going to Oklahoma to sort of prove himself, and then spending a a year or two sitting, 
learning and kind of being humiliated, being being told that you're a gadget guy, being told that you're a career project, that sort of thing. But now that he's a little bit more accomplished and he understands that people sort aren't out to get him, I think he's got a little bit of a paranoia complex. He's enjoying himself more and a little bit more relaxed, and he really, really, really loves being respected by his teammates. And how, that's the beginning and end of him. How do you think he'll respond Sunday to the pressure of the Super Bowl? I, I don't know that this guy has a pulse. He, I don't. <laughs> if he plays poorly, it won't because he be because he panics. It won't because be because he turtles up. None of it really affects him. He's really weird that way. I haven't been around a guy this young ever. I haven't been around a guy this young who un, who really believes that tomorrow will come, that the next play matters, that it doesn't. This isn't the be all and end all of who he is and what he will be. That's just really rare at the age of twenty four, and frankly, it's rare at the age of thirty four. So I don't know that he will shrink from this moment whatsoever. And I would bet right now, if I had to bet that if he fails, it will be a mechanical failure. It will be a strategic failure from, you know, the greatest coach in history, Andy, you know, Rick, Andy, Andy Reed and Steve Spagnola. Um, it'll be not Jalen Hurts choking. It'll be Jalen Hurts being beaten. All right. Uh, who's going to win the game, Marcus? Uh, 35-28 Eagles. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a lot of points. But wow. Marcus has been doing this for years. He would know. Who would not know but Marcus? Marcus, is it fun in Arizona? It's a really good place to come to watch a Super Bowl. It's a good place to come to cover Super Bowl. It runs really well. You know, there are places that are kind of fun to be, like Miami or Tampa, that aren't great. San Diego's like this. And Vegas is going to be outstanding. Wow. Your star. You've got a great story this week, Marcus. Congratulations at Dex. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. There you go. All I have left is soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not next week. It's not. But we're not overkilling it or anything. We're not over I, I just want to give you an illustration <laughs> of what we're talking about because I'm hoping to get um, uh, my friend Ruben Amaro crying again. All right. This, no is, where, this is where Jalen Hurts is talking about his father. Mm -hmm. Listen, you might, you might. it means everything to me. He's my hero. Um I always talk about, you know, my childhood experiences, and I feel like that's what makes me um, makes me who I am, leaning on those things and leaning on my time with him. I feel like I'm a direct reflection of him and a spitting image of him in so many ways, and I, I love him and I respect, from, I respect him for um, how tough he was on me, um, how honest he was with me, and the man that he raised, you know, so I don't think there is a, I mean, Obviously, there isn't a Jalen Hurst without with my dad, but uh, I, I'm not. I'm not the man I am. I'm not the man I am um, on the field, off the field. Um, the quarterback I am, the leader I am. Um, I'm none of that without him. So he knows that. He knows that. He knows I love him. I appreciate him always. Let me just say, Al, he's raising his game even before the game. Mm -hmm. He is going to be spectacular. Wait till he bursts out. And runs up the middle for a big first down on the first series because the Eagles are getting the ball first. Right. And then drives him down 7 nothing. And Indy Reid's already twitching on the side. Oh, I'm not. There him. you go. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm twitching. done. Yeah. No, I'm not. I was going to bring him up in this hour. Now huh. I'm not. Really? Mm -hmm. Right. I just did, but I'm not did. again. But I'm not doing it again. Yeah. Okay. Chris is on the live from Pittman. Hi, Chris. Hey, Angel. How, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great, but I'm a little tense. What do you feel? Uh, 
I, I feel like a kid at Christmas time. And you know how you counted down the days and you couldn't wait till Santa come? Well, I, I can't wait till Sunday. I'm so excited. I'm so confident. And I have all the confidence in the world in, in Jalen Hurts. He's got something to prove. Ever since he, ever since Nick Saban took him out of the next champion, national championship game, he's going to come out. He's gonna, we're going to win the game. And I can't wait to see Andy's fat ass walk back in the locker room with a loss. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I missed the last part. Could you say it again? I just, I'm so tired of these, you know, McCaffrey and uh, Brandon Ayuk saying, oh, yeah, you can expose their back end. Bradbury and Slay are going to have a great day. Who, who's who's going to expose them? Valdez Scantling, Valdez Scantling and, and washed up Juju. Come on, stop it. Hey, Jay, Jay, Chris, here's the thing, because you're right what you're saying. We got the better team. If the Eagles don't win it, I'm sorry, but at this point, we're going to start questioning the coaches because you have the better team. Win the game. It's a neutral field. Win the game. If they don't win it, it will be a coaching failure. You agree with that, Chris? I, I, I agree, but I was more worried about the 49ers defense. I'm not worried about yeah. this team. Everybody keeps saying Patrick Mahomes and – uh, Patrick Mahomes ain't going to make halftime, and he's going to throw a pick, and he's going to have a fumble before that. So, wow. Angelo, you're going to go out, you're going to be watching your 82-inch TV, and you're going to be oh. miles, and it's just going to be a good day for everybody. It's going to be a great day. Chris, that would be the dream sequence. Chris, give me something you eat at least once a week. It's funny. They, everybody keeps taking my answers, but I, everybody eats fruit. I eat fruit every, every you day. You've got to eat fruit. Have a nice peach. <laughs> It's a peach, huh? Apple. You gotta have a pear. Apple. Maybe a nice apple. Yeah. Right? Shine yeah. the apple. Up. Honey crisp. Oh, delicious. No, once you have honey crisp, you don't go back. Maybe it's, a Macintosh. I'm a fan. You're done. Nice yeah. Macintosh. No, no, that's for apple pies. With peanut butter. Honey crisp are good for bacon too. Well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. When all right, when we come back, we got the hot seat that's coming up. I am gonna. You know what though? Let me just take a second here. Mm-hmm. Joe, i got to play it one more time. People are demanding it on email. Uh, needless to say, our allies in Ukraine, Al, are mm-hmm. in a big war right now. It's mm-hmm. horrible. I hate Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. I want to be on the record for that. Yep. And uh, they have a choir of people from Ukraine here in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And they're very good. And I want you to hear one of the best versions ever of the Eagles fight song. Even in Ukraine now, uh, Eagles are spelled the same way. Yeah. There's no like, or, they... uh, or, you know, some languages. <laughs> they <laughs> tore the world, that choir. What was that, that again, Edge? They did, uh, 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 you know, the, the letters are a little <laughs> different <laughs> when a different language. Yeah. In Ukraine, you're right thing. on it. Universal, yep. Thank you. 215. <laughs> By the way, later in the hour, I will play for you the first kids it version the one that was in tune. <laughs> and it's pretty amazing. We had a lot of kids who, kids all over this area are singing this tune mm-hmm. beyond belief. 
and in it they are being created as a new wave of Eagles. All right, 924, I have to change my whole schedule here. First of all, Al, I did not realize you're not here tomorrow. I'm not, so no, it's game night. The whole listening audience is dying to hear your pick on the game. Okay. So we'll get that before the other show. Right. Cindy Webster comes in and she says she needed one minute and 46 seconds. For what? At the end of the show, she has to say something. Oh. And then Ruben heard that. Ruben, about you right. said you needed time too. For what? You just said you. Oh, yeah. Okay, I need some time. You said, what, 30 seconds? Yeah, 30 seconds. Is that enough? Yeah, that'd be fine. He's quick. Maybe less. It's very 30 quick. seconds. It could be less. 30 seconds oh, or less. Gosh. <laughs> All right, so I would have put like two minutes aside for this stuff. I don't know what it is, Al, but I, uh, I'm dreading it. But uh, Ava Graham is here with the hot seat. Ava, what we have today? Well, Angela, you brought this up earlier, and I think it's a concern. Today, Carl Cheppers is on the hot seat. Sponsored by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile is sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. A different kind of network designed to save you money. Yesterday, the great Brian Billick was on the show and made us all just a little bit happier. Physicality of the offense and defensive lines by Philadelphia are going to make the difference in this game. I don't think Kansas City has seen this type of physicality. The ability to run the ball at will that the offense has and, and that defensive line. The ability to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes with just a four-man rush. But here's the problem. What is it? Uh. The man they have assigned to be the head official is Carl Cheffers. The same Carl Cheffers who in the last three years has either finished first or second in throwing penalty flags? <laughs> well, Brian's theory could go right out the window if he calls ticky-tack holding calls that aren't really there. Or worse, by not calling holding when the Chiefs are out there. You with me, Rube? Give me my flag. It's not your flag. Peter King did something unusual in that call. He showed you how terrible the officiating was in the oh. fourth quarter. Yeah. Of the AFC championship game. It was, game. no doubt. Al, he went through five plays they blew. Yep. They blew the clock. That was terrible. They blew everything. Horrible. Hundreds, if not millions of, of, of potential fouls. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. Good old Goodell. The way I look at it, the officiating is horrible, and it's never been better. Yeah. <laughs> if Carl Jeffers throws a flag on that, just understand wherever I am, I'm pre-stroke. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not. Uh, what exactly is pre-stroke? Like, what do you mean? Pre-stroke. pre-stroke. Well, what I learned is when your blood pressure reaches a certain level, Al, then you go into, like, the stroke watch. Uh-huh. That's where I'll be. No, that's a baby watch, not a stroke watch. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Ava, very nice job with that. You're right. That's the concern. If you got better lines, call the game fear. That's what we want. Fear. When they're holding our pass rushes because they're great, call it. Yeah. When we are not holding their awful pass rushes, don't call it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Carl Cheffers. Well, all the guys they picked, they picked the guy who throws the flags the most. I don't like it. I don't like the smell of it. <laughs> Let's go to John in the city. Hi, Johnny. Hey, good morning, everybody. How we doing? We're good, job, but we're tense. Absolutely. Let me start off by saying thanks. Uh, I mean, uh, thanks. Congratulations on you guys being ranked number one. It's well-deserved. Yeah, we were real happy about that. It's Barrett's... Uh, when did Barrett's this Sports happen? Media. Alex, Barrett Sports okay. Media. Yeah, yeah. And we had been in the top five before, but I think they realized that I was uh, going to be keeling over soon. <laughs> I mean, I finished second from Boston. They're bitter. Yeah. They won enough. Yeah, they, they have won enough. Yeah, yeah, they won a lot. Screw them. <laughs> anyway, what do you got here, Johnny? 
Uh, I just want to say I cannot wait for this week to go by. I mean, this is dragging on. It's dragging on. I mean, I can't wait for Sunday for Jalen Hurts to shut up. Sims. I mean, the guy's just really an idiot. I can't wait for all the, you know, for them to shut the 49ers up and finally get the respect that this town and this team deserves because this team is an awesome team. I mean, they got good character. They obviously play well together. And, you know, they make watching football fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, who did the Phillies beat to go to the World Series, Rube? Who did they beat? What team? They Atlanta. beat Atlanta. Yeah. Did Atlanta go around for three weeks after they lost that said how the Phillies, all right, they, they got screwed, and if this had happened or that happened, no. Atlanta would be at a World Series. professional. Who does this? No. Who does what the nine? They have two jackasses wow. on Radio Row, John, bitching about the fact if Brock Purdy had stayed healthy, they would have easily won the game and gone to the Super well, Bowl. Well, the Dodgers were whining. The L.A. people were whining about they the, were whining. Yeah, about the process. And well, you know what? Then win the damn Ridic- game. Yeah, exactly. It's that simple, Just John. This bitch it is ridiculous right now. They won't stop. I mean, talk about being in the team's head. I mean, we are definitely in mm-hmm. head. Oh, well, they're, they, they, look, they're they, irrelevant. They had a rookie quarterback, and they thought they had no backup, and they got, they lost them because they were blocking Hassan Reddick with a second-string tight end. So how is that not their fault? How are they the victims of some poor luck they, they when have. they chose to, to – that's the way they try to stop Reddick? They have no shot. Did they think the third quarterback they'd be able to put out there was going to survive? Why don't you complain yeah. about your offensive line yeah. or your coach? Thank you. We're tired of this, John. I'm not going back to San Francisco ever. <laughs> and I was there last summer. Huh? They have a beautiful vending machine thing there. A what? Right? They have like an arcade with old games, oh. like from the 30s and 40s. Oh, God. What's That's what your takeaway from that, that, San Francisco was. I enjoyed was. it. I liked it. It's <laughs> very it. hilly. Uh, John, would you please give me something you eat at least once a week? Yeah, but can I say one thing real quick? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing, one person who has obviously been underrated is Hassan Reddick, and this guy has showed up mm. during these first two games, and he's going to show up this week again. And they're not going to be prepared for him. And, you know, I'm going to make a prediction that he's going to be the Super Bowl MVP. I don't oh. think he's underrated, man. He, uh, his they, odds on being MVP that. are he's pretty no damn good. No, no, are they good? If, you, no, if you're going to pick a, if you're not going to pick a quarterback, I think he's the, he might be the leading non-quarterback. And he is facing a pigeon. The oh. guy that he's, the guy that is blocking him or supposed to be blocking him gave up nine sacks this year. <laughs> Pressures. And those guys were nowhere near as good as Reddick. Reddick's going to have a field be day. Fun. Should be fun. Oh, that's going to be a field day. That's going to be beautiful. All right, give me uh, something you eat at least once a week. Uh, French fries, specifically chicken oh. feet. Yeah. Oh, my God. goodness. You just hit me right in my heart. Now, i got to be honest with you. I can't go once a week wow. with that. Huh? That's a very greasy item. Wow. You just so, jumped on. No, a French fry to me is once a month. Huh? Man, only if you're having a burger. Because it really goes nicely there. Yeah, it goes Otherwise, with everything. No, it doesn't go. It, it's, it goes it's, with a chicken palm sandwich really good. No, it's, oh, well, why don't you just have a heart attack right a at the restaurant? A palm restaurant? sandwich? Chicken a palm? Chicken palm. Oh, palm. Is that what was he saying? But that, Al, that is deep fried. Then you got the French fries. Let's get some cheese in there. Yeah, that comes with and cheese, then the at chicken that thing. Point, if you you can put very, them in the sandwich. If you're quiet, yeah. you can actually hear your arteries harden. While that's happening. 
Aren't okay. you a good time to go out okay. to eat with? Jeez. <laughs> well, we got to do that more now yeah. that I'm retired. <laughs> Gordon, Gordon's up from Florida. Hi, Gordon. Angelo, my daddy yo on the patio. How you doing, man? What's it like down there in Florida, Gord? Well, it's gorgeous, dude. <laughs> it's about 70 right now. Um, unfortunately, uh, our house got destroyed by the hurricane, oh. and we're in mid-construction right now, rebuilding the house. So where are you oh. living? We're living in a 36-foot trailer in our driveway. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Yeah. How long before you'll be able to go back in the house? Well, these crews were horrible. Probably about another month, man. Oh, um, all right. So uh, how will you see the game? Well, we uh, just bought YouTube, and I'm going to watch it here in a trailer. Nice. Hook oh, right. my phone up. YouTube TV. Um, yeah, this game, dude, Special J is the only guy in the league that does what he does. And this is his coming out party, man. He's going to destroy that team, man. And Riddick, he is a beast. Right. He is a beast, man. He is going to wreck this game. He's, Eagles, I, he's becoming my favorite uh, Eagle. I just love here. They can't stop him. Do you understand? He's so fast. And then yep. Mahomes thinks, oh, I can get away. I don't think so. I don't, no. Bad ankle versus Reddick, who's 100%. He's in trouble, Mahomes. Oh, yeah. He's in trouble. Look, that boy grew up on the streets of Camden, man. He wow. walked on the temp, uh, to Temple with no scholarship, okay? I knew about him because we had kids from Gloucester that went to Temple. Yeah. And, man, I've been watching him since college. I'm like, this guy is a wrecker. And He's a killer, here's a man. good thing. And Gordon. He's a killer. Yes, when sir. they when the Eagles win on Monday, Rhea yeah. Hughes <laughs> will do a full version of the Temple fight song. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Listen, one thing. I, I kind of got a little challenge for you. Yep. When we win the Super Bowl, yep. I think you should have a mummer's costume, dude. No. I think you should do the it's parade not in a costume. About me. On, you hey. gotta understand something. I, know, I have been accused. A celebration. No, Gordon, listen to me. I have been okay. accused for years by my co-hosts of mm-hmm. trying to make things about me. Well, it's not ac- <laughs> accusations were not unfounded. The last uh, thing no, I'm are. doing when the <laughs> Eagles win the Super Bowl is saying, look at me. That's you the last thing you do. I believe that. that. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not doing it. I'm not. No. I, I didn't say that right. Celebration. I didn't yeah, say that right. In. It's an all-in celebration. It's not about you. It's about being in the moment, Andrew. No, I am going to. I'm going to do something. No, Gordon. I'm going to blend. I'm going to blend. You don't know how to. I'm going to blend. Can I tell you how great sports is? Yeah. It's Gordon is fun. calling from a trailer because yep. he lost his home, <laughs> yep. and yes. he's so yes. excited. Like, he's a good man. If you have wow. to understand what sports does for people, like how point. it just helps people get through every day, I mean, it's just Yo, also, it's amazing. Also, my wife dyed my hair green, so I got green hair, and I oh, sing the Eagles geez. fight song every time somebody asks me about it here in Florida. Oh, fly, that's awesome. Eagles fly. Yeah. All right, Gordon, uh, give me something you eat at least once a week. I eat a bagel almost every morning. Oh, we got a bagel. already had that, Gordon, but thank you for the call. All right, we're going to do a blitz on this. I do want to at least slide this story in quick. Then uh, Ruben needs 30 seconds, and Cindy needs 146. Okay. So I can leave early. <laughs> no, I don't know what they're doing. They have asked me for time. Rhea, you need any time? No. <laughs> Al, any time? I'm good. I'm good, too. Yeah. 215-592-9494, WIP Sports Time 
All right, welcome back at I-42. A couple of things you're going to need to know. We're not at Borgata tomorrow. We're here in the studio. Joining us in the studio to ramp up excitement. The two most excited callers we have on this show, Eagles, Shirley, and Austin Arnie. In studio. Nice. Not in studio, unfortunately, is Al Morganti because he has a hockey game tonight. Mm. Therefore, and I'm nervous about this, this city predict a Chiefs victory Well, I think, you know, there's got to be some naysayer. I will be looking for them tomorrow, but I turn now to Al Morganti. Yes. Al, you, if I know you spend most of the week looking at film and stuff. Hmm. Are you ready to make a prediction on Super Bowl 57? Yes. Go ahead. After looking at no film, <laughs> but just watching the Eagles all season, watching enough of the Chiefs games, I just think the Eagles have too many good players, and I know Mahomes turns the ball over, so I think the Eagles win this one. Not easy. 31-27. 31-27. That, it doesn't matter how they win it. If they win it, all the good stuff happens. Yep. Ruben Amaro Jr., you will not be here tomorrow, Ruben. What not. do you feel will happen in the Super Bowl? After watching uh, the development of Jalen Hurts and what Howie Ro- Roseman has done, which has been a phenomenal job, I got the Eagles winning 27-20. to 20. All right. See, Eagles, no one, all no one's in. going against them. Now, I have not made my pick yet, and I am right now parched right on a fence. Al made the best point yesterday. What? He said uh, we were talking about MVP candidates, and Al goes, well, there's like two on the Chiefs, and there's like ten on the Eagles. <laughs> great point. Yeah. That's a great point. You know, I mean, it's pretty simple. Play but, your game. But their MVP candidate is yeah. the best player on the field. Yeah, Let's sure not lose that. I don't know. All right, we're going to go rapid fire because I got to, well, all right, let me take a couple calls here first. I will mention to you all that Jeff Lurie mm-hmm. was so alarmed by comments made last week by Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys. Oh, God. That he called Jimmy Johnson up. Because what the owner, what Jones had said is that, yeah, anyone can mortgage the future the way Howie Roseman did. I know how to do that, but I don't think it's the right way to go. And and Lurie went, what the hell is he talking about? We got two, we got two draft picks in the first round the next year. And we got all these young players. And, Al, according to what was reported yesterday, uh, basically, Jimmy Johnson told Jeff Lurie, well, I'll read it to you. Johnson said, I have no idea where he's getting that. (laughs) Philadelphia has a couple of first-round picks in the NFL draft. They get extra picks down the road. They've got very talented players, and they've got very talented young players. It's, it, it, it made no sense. No. Why would not, he not say that? Things. Why would Why would Jerry Jones say that except to try to explain why he fails and fails and fails 28 consecutive years? He's not educated on what's going on with the exactly. Eagles. Exactly. You think he's not, a little senile? I don't know. He's just not educated on what's going on. He's well, clueless. I mean, he runs a team. He should probably be educated. Again, he's clueless. Have it. When was the last yeah, time they won? Yeah, that's why they haven't won, Nance. No reason to snap at me. Let's okay, not let's not uh, criticize him anymore. Keep him there as long as mm-hmm. possible. Right, listen, Rube, why don't you just now spend the, the, the time on your 30-second address? Right, because it's going to be a big <laughs> moment. In the bueno, entonces, 
voy a empezar aquí en español. Estos momentos últimamente han sido los momentos tan desagradables en la historia de mi vida. De verdad, sentado aquí a tu lado, diariamente hablando contigo, ha sido horrible, horrorosas. I agree 100%. Well, I basically trashed you. Wait a minute, you trashed me in Spanish? I gotta say this in all in all honesty, in English. These have been unbelievable moments for me. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you so much for bringing me aboard. You've been fantastic. I really have enjoyed it. After hating you for a while, is it? I know you hated me, but you had every right to. But the group here, everybody, Al, uh, Rhea, Joe, everybody. Sam Wexter. They're just, they're fantastic, and I've really enjoyed it. Now that you've worked with me a while, are you impressed with the level of knowledge I bring on a daily basis? I am not. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> thank you. But I and, like the way you interview. <laughs> Andrew, well, thanks a lot. At least we get one of those an hour. Andrew's out of line. Hi, Andrew. Hey, how you doing? I'm great, Andrew, but I'm getting nervous. Are you? Oh, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a little nervous, but, you know, I have faith. All right. You have faith, but you know what? You win. Oh, man, you're riding high for months. You lose. Ah, ah, that taste is awful. Ah, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Are we going to win, Andrew? I think we got this in the bag. I, I think we're going to get it like 34 to 17. Wow. Ooh, nice. Wow. That would be nice because then the fourth quarter you could relax. Maybe even get a little sleep. You're never, that night. you're not relaxing not with Mahomes. Not, 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 not happening. You know that's true. I don't care what the score. It's going to be tight. The yeah, it's gonna, you know, it, you're right. No matter be what the score is, three yeah. scores in the fourth quarter, middle. <laughs> no, you know what? I'll, even do that, he does crazy stuff. Yeah. Yes. He throws a deep one. There's a flag. Oh, they're uh, at the 12 yard yeah, line. Yeah. He'll, he'll throw it with his left hand. I mean, he does all types. I know of he does stuff. that He's too. He can throw a backwards backhand, like a pass behind his back. And Travis Kelsey has been begging him to use it in a game. But yeah. Al had out a way to uh, intercept about that. Yeah. Intercept it. Yeah. Bradbury picks it up and runs for a pick six. Hey, yeah, do fun. that again, smartass. That'd be fun. All right, Andrew, <laughs> give me something you eat at least once a week. I have to go with uh, Wawa Sizzly. A Sizzly. Ooh. All right, Self is up next. Hi, Self. What's going on, Angelo? Self, what do you eat at least once a week? I eat chocolate, man. Ooh. Now, I got to ask yourself, are you a heavy man? Are you overweight? Uh, no, nah, I'm about 220, 225. But you're five foot three. <laughs> I, I'm six feet, eh? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But listen, listen, Ange, I got a, I got a song. Me and a little guy came out of the studio yesterday. Ah. With the song for you. I need your email so I can email Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Radio Man <laughs> 610 at gmail.com. I receive emails from everyone and I respond to each one individually every single day. I would be honored to have that self. What do you eat once a week or more? I got you the, the aphrodisiac chocolate. Chocolate. Yes, Put it down, Al. Chocolate. And that seems to me over time would you make you heavy. I don't know. Tom's up from Sia. Hi, Tommy. Hey, Angelo. How you doing today? Tom, I'm great, but I'm nervous. Aren't you? I'm nervous, too, Angelo. You know, everybody thinks this is going to be a cakewalk. Yeah, they're wrong. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You know, I mean, Kansas City did beat the Eagles last year 40 to 30. 
And they did did win 16 games like the Eagles did. It's not like they're a bad team or anything. I don't think Reed's ever lost to him, has he? All right, stop with Reed. All right, stop with Reed. I told you not to bring him up. Now you're bringing him up. You told me not to bring him up. Now you bring him up. He's beating All right, Tommy, give give me something you eat at least once a week in Sea Isle. A big fat oven stuffer batch cocked on on the grill. What the hell? Oven, a roaster? Yeah, it's a chicken. A big chicken. He has a A big chicken. One of those things you buy. Sean, what do you eat at least once a week? Hey, Hans, I got a question for you real quick. Yeah. For a retirement gig, I got something for you. The Nets need players because Simmons keeps (laughs) running them off. (laughs) He's got no one left, Sean. It's hilarious. I love it. Sean, give me something you eat once a week. At least once a week. Ice cream. Ice cream, Al. Oh, That's yeah. something you do. Yeah, absolutely. Ray, what do you eat at least once a week? Before I do that, I just have to say thank you, Ange, for all the years. I appreciate um, it, Ray. Thank you. Uh, a nice tuna fish sandwich. Tuna mm. fish, Al. You enjoy tuna. Uh, and, uh, Bob, you get last crack. What do you got? I Every morning, I'm not a big breakfast eater, but I like to have a tasty cake pie with my coffee. Oh, we got two. Nice tasty. All right. That. Thank you for the call. All right. Do we have the four winners? I got the four. Number four gets the Eagles NFC Conference Champions T-shirt. Just go to the Eagles Pro Shops. You can go to Lincoln Financial Field, Rockville, Lancaster, PA, or Cherry Hill. Uh, that's that, in other, honor of my brother, it's going to be a taco. Tacos. Uh, number three, Eagles NFC Conference Champions hat. Same places that the Pro Shops. That'd be chocolate. Chocolate number two gets a $50 Visa gift card. Bagel with Philly cream cheese. Ooh. Nice. And number one gets the Jalen Hurts autographed football courtesy of Window Nation. Get two free windows for every two you buy. Pay nothing for two full years. I am addicted to these. That would be French fries. Mm. French yeah. fries one? Oh, come on, yeah. Rube. That's fries. not a good choice. Why did nobody say burger? No one said a no burger. I would have loved a burger. Oh, yeah, right. right. No one steak. said cheesesteak oh, yes, in Philly. No cheese what do you people think? Yeah. All right, before we wrap everything up here, Sydney Webster, our assistant Al, a PR guy, person here for three decades, uh, she would like to make a statement. You have a state. She has it right in front of you. It's a minute 46. <laughs> it's a Go minute ahead, 46. Uh, well, I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you to you, Angelo. Like so many in our industry, when COVID hit in 2020, my position was eliminated. It was one of the greatest losses of my life. I honestly had given 30 years of my life to this company and this cluster of radio stations. Thanks to you and a suggestion by Rhea, I was given this past year to help consult your show. I've loved every single day I've been given. I never would have dreamed I'd have this last opportunity, so for that I'm eternally grateful. This was never a job to me. It's my life. Sorry. WIP is part of my fabric, and it's part of my heart. I love every single host. Well, pretty much all of them. Maybe not Al. (laughs) You're all like family to me. I wish I could say I was continuing on with Joe and John and James and Rhea and the new morning show, but unfortunately, that is not to be. They've got huge shoes to fill, Ange, literally and figuratively, but I know they'll do great, and I wish them well. As you know, the Phillies are my team. Working here for the home of the Phillies through the magical 2022 season was beyond words for me. To the listeners out there who have supported the morning show, I say thank you. I meet people every day who tell me how much they've enjoyed the show. It means the world to all of us. Lastly, to you. Sorry. You made me the best I could ever be. You demanded excellence, and you deserved it from all of us. I learned so much from you, Angie. 
Together, we created so many amazing events and so many incredible experiences for the listeners through the years. What you did in bringing, back, bringing me back this past year is the single greatest thing anyone has ever done for me in my career. It's given me the closure I didn't get the first time around. Life is filled with opportunities, and I know I'll seize them all. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting me, propping me up, and most of all, for believing in me. Whatever comes next, I'm ready. Sorry for the tears, and thanks for everything. No, thank oh, you, Cindy. Cindy. Cindy, you're awesome. Yes. And uh, I didn't bring you back for you. I brought you back for us because <laughs> you made us great, and you always did. I love did. you, Cindy. Yeah. You are, you're one of the most amazing people I've ever met. And, and that rash cleared up. Thank you. And, oh, of course, we had to end on that. Thanks, and Al. And that's why she doesn't like Al. <laughs> But he, he breaks the emotion. <laughs> yes, he and does. And you're great at so that, Al. <laughs> ah, it's time Cindy, that was beautiful. I love you, and thank you for everything you did for me. The line of the day is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. So yesterday we had to dig at Ben Simmons, and today it's Carson Wentz. When he saw that there was a better leader, Jalen Hurts, than he was, isn't that how it really played out? Well, you know, I, I've seen parking attendants who are better leaders than Carson Wentz. I mean... <laughs> Socks. Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Routine maintenance to major engine repairs. Armin Chevrolet Service Center will keep your car running great. Certified service, ArminChevy.com. Where will you watch the Super Bowl on Sunday? 69% say at home, Angela, will be yeah, with you. That's right. 22% party. Now, speaking of party, guess who's hosting a Buzz Light pep rally tomorrow night, 6 to 8? Me and my boy Hugh Douglas are going to be at Wicked Wolf in the city. Come hang out. We're going to have prizes. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be drinking. Let's do it. Go, birds. Oh, you're going to be drinking? I can't picture that. Woo! Studio assistants say Ava Graham, Kyle Quinn, Ruben DeMau in studio. Sid-ins, Jay Jones and Jack Willard, Anthony King and Tristan Stoltzfus. Our consultant today was the amazing Cindy Webster, producer Joseph A. Wechter Jr., Joe DeCamber, John